of Let's Place, the show where we rank objectively and scientifically every video game ever produced. I'm apparently still hosting it. I'm Luke. Uh, I've got two new guests this I'm not going to say this week because this is the sixth episode in I think, yeah, days. in two days? Uh, yeah, it, the sixth episode in 48 hours. Technically, it's spanned three days, but ah. yeah, semantics. Uh, so yeah, this time I've got Mallory with me. Hello. And also got Mike. Hey. And, uh, we've got some more games to rank here. Uh, so as of right now, we have a list of 25 games that have been sorted by an unassailable and perfect mathematical algorithmic process that has definitively said how all of these games rate in quality in relation to one another. We're, we have five more games, four of them were completely chosen at random, one of them was a listener submission, and we're going to sort those into the list. So to start, here's the list so far. And reading this list gets longer and longer with every episode, and it's eventually going to be untenable to read the whole thing. I look mm -hmm. forward to it. Mm -hmm. But right now, we have number 25, the worst game of all time, Online Tennis Manager. Number Boy, 24, that sounds bad. Yeah. Uh, number 24, Desert Speed Trap, starring Roadrunner and Wily e. Coyote. I have to imagine that moves up in the rankings pretty quick. Uh, I mean, there, I imagine there will be worse games than it, but, uh, so far, not many. Number 23, Wild Wheels. Number 22, Scapon. Number 21, Arnhem, the Market Garden Operation. Number 20, Dekayanku, Tough the Truck. Number 19, Gods and Heroes, Rome Rising. Number 18, Warlords 1990. Number 17, Elsa Dentist. Number 16, My Frogger Toy Trials. Number 15, Aruberia no Atome. Number 14, Leisure Suit Larry Magna Cum Laude. If Leisure Suit Larry is that high in the rankings, that should give you an idea of the games below it. <laughs> uh, number 13, Koi Koi Shimasho 2 Super Real Hanafuda. Number 12, Thing Bounces Back. Number 11, Yokoyama Mitsutero Sangokushi. Number 10, Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People. Number 9, IL-2 Sturmovic. Number 8, Busy Scissors. Number 7, International Superstar Soccer Deluxe. Number 6, Bionic Commando 2009. Number 5, D-Force. Number 4, California Speed. Number three, Need for Speed Underground. Number two, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. And number one, the greatest game of all time to our knowledge, Iron Lord. Such a good game. Yeah, it's got some great music, some great art. Uh, it looks interesting at the very least. <laughs> Go going entirely off of the title, I'm willing to assume that it's the best game I've ever, uh, ever made. Yeah. So. So. Now we have, uh, like I said, five games to sort into this list, and uh, this is that list. Yep. Uh, what we'll be reviewing on this episode. We have Cherry Moderate. A game Mac where as soon as you told me that title, I knew it was an H game. Like, immediately. Uh, I, have I have still, we determined that it's an H game? Yeah, I'm still hoping. I'm still holding a candle for it to it's, not uh, It's definitely a dating sim at the very least. Oh, uh, uh, I'm looking at this content, sexual content. Oh, it does uh, say sexual content. You're not wrong. Rats. Mac Ninja, Starship Chameleon, 
City Racer and Mario is Missing is our listener submitted uh, suggestion. So starting at the top, let's get this over with Cherry Moderate. Tell me about it because you guys looked. Okay. You two have really like so took this seriously. You started to look these up before we started recording. Yeah, I yeah. just needed to know what these games were. I had to know. Ah, that's, so need th- is a fascinating word to use in that sense. <laughs> so there are three things that this is tagged with. Okay. One is student heroin. So it's an H game we're already dealing with underage. Okay, uh, okay, just to be clear, you do mean, like, female hero, not students addicted to drugs. Yes, yes, female hero. Okay. Um, also, twin sister heroines, so I'm going to assume there's incest involved. Okay. Mm. And then uh, school nurse heroine, which is another fetish I don't appreciate, because uh, my mom's a nurse, and she has some horror stories about perverts. Oh, so, I yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. So, um... Now, I know I can't move it all the way to the very bottom because <laughs> well, I'm like we, tennis we use, manager. We use a binary tree insertion method, so. Okay. So we, I, we start at the middle right. of the list and we work our way up or down, depending. Gotcha. So uh, what's okay. what's the middle of the list here? Well, okay, we'll just jump right in. Uh, let's see. We're at <laughs> number 25, so uh, the middle of the list right 13. now is Koi Koi Shimasho 2 Super Real Hanafuda. Okay, and what fetishes does that game have? So... <laughs> That is a game, uh, it looks basically like a Japanese equivalent to video poker. You play Hanafuda cards. Uh, Dustin, the guest that was on the show when we ranked that, uh, had the speculation that this was a very specific type of game that you see in Japan sometimes, where uh, because it has a lot of anime girls on the packaging and stuff, he was assuming that if you won the game, you would see them in various states of undress. That sounds about right. But that is speculation. We don't know that for sure. And it is, at its core, just a basic Hanafuda game. Okay. Which I don't actually know what Hanafuda is, though. Yeah, I don't uh, know as either. As far as we can tell, it's basically the Japanese equivalent to poker. Okay. Oh, alright, sure. Yeah. Poker's alright. Yeah. 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 Alright, so, so, uh, so, uh, so definitely uh, below that. Okay. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, okay. Uh, vote for uh, two votes against that. Um... Yeah, I'll go with you on that. We'll go ahead and make that unanimous and say it goes below Super Real Hanafuda. Uh, so let's see here. So that means we've got 14 to 25. That's 11, so we want our 6 option here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So, uh, Mallory, I'll let you kick this one off. Uh, how do you think it compares to Gods and Heroes Rome Rising, which is an uh, now defunct MMORPG based on ancient Rome? Oh, it's got to be worse than that. Really? It's, okay, what's your rationale be. there? So, so I'm looking at this game. Uh-huh. And frankly, there's there's very little to go off of. There's not much going on here. Uh-huh. Uh, it's there's a cherry I see on this screenshot here. That's pretty cool. But I wonder what it's for. Yeah. Um, but everybody likes you know everybody likes um, you know Roman gods and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's pretty hard to mess that up, right? It's got to be pretty hard to mess that up. I mean, presumably, we so, we don't know because you can't. Play the game. That's yeah. true. You can't play that game anymore. Oh, they do have some screenshots here. Well, also, um, like you said, that Gods and Heroes is a now defunct MMO. Yeah, and I would argue that the best kind of MMO is a defunct <laughs> MMO. <laughs> <laughs> Which so means that right now you can rate Gods and Heroes above World of Warcraft. Yes. So I would I would say that that that's another vote to move Cherry Moderate down. Uh, you know. How, wait, how much of Zeus is in Gods and Heroes? Did Zeus make that jump? Did he did he get over there? Because uh, if 
if this is just if we base this on you know like nurse sex and we're not into that uh-huh. right zeus, there's no way zeus did not get into some nurse sex in well we're, ta- we're talking about rome so he'd be jupiter that's true, oh, that's true. That's true. does that yes. does that change anything uh, I, don't, I don't think so. It was well, did you was how big uh, was Jupiter in on just getting it on with everything he saw? Well, as far as I know, they're the same. The same, person. right? Yeah. Because I thought I just got schooled, but if it's the same, right? Then this has got to be a little bit better than that because Zeus uh-huh. was on, and Jupiter in this case was on anything and everything. Okay. All right. I, I think so... that means you're the you're the tiebreaker, Luke. Okay. So. um... I'm going to go ahead and go with Gods and Heroes on the basis that, uh, first of all, listen, we don't want to be sex negative here. Uh, there's nothing wrong with fucking a goose now and then. Um, <laughs> everyone does it. Don't pretend. Well, he, uh, he didn't fuck a goose, he turned into one. Fucking as a goose is totally different. Yeah, yeah. but the person who was fucking him was fucking a goose. That's true. Oh, that's true, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, and also just, ultimately... I think visual novels are going to have a really hard time on this list just because they're so mechanically sparse. Um, so, I mean, how can you compare, you know, something that's just a, a, basically a digital comic with uh, something that is has, like, complex online interactions, combat systems, upgrade trees? It just, I don't see how you can compare them unless that novel mm-hmm. has incredibly good writing. And I have no reason to believe Cherry Moderate does. So, uh, and I'm, there's no way we'd know. Yeah, that's true. Although, it, does Cherry Moderate still work? Because apparently this game came out in 1996. Um, I can't really. It looks like it came out on the PC, so it would probably be dicey to get it to work. Mm. Uh, it does say PC 98. Yeah. So mm. Windows 98. That. I mean, that's uh, I, Windows 98 it, was probably the best. It says one. Windows, but also says PC 98. I don't know what kind of operating systems PC 98. I don't know what that is on. either. That might be a Japanese operating system it, that we're on. Yeah, maybe. With. Um, yeah, yeah. I've got to give it to Gods and Heroes. So right. uh, that means it goes down into the bottom 25 percent here. So now let's take a look here. One, two, three, four, five, six. So one, two, three. We've got a random rating here. Uh, oh, sorry, between 1 and 2, we got a 2. So now we have to compare it to Wild Wheels. So uh, this is a, a very poorly put together casual game uh, for the PC. You basically just have a uh, Jeep, you can paint it different colors, and then you just drive around one very uh, badly rendered city with very low resolution textures. Just one uh, city? As far as we could tell, yeah, you Man. have one map. So, uh, Mike, how do you feel that Wild Wheels compares to uh, Cherry Moderate? Oh, um... Hmm. Well, cherries are delicious. That's true. And that's going to be the entirety of my reasoning on this one. I'm going with Cherry Moderate because cherries are delicious. Okay. Okay. Mallory, what do you uh, think? I'm gonna say there's only if there's only one city in Wild Wheels, there's at least three heroines on this cover. Yeah, that's much better than one. That three is a bigger number than one. So yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, I will so, say that three is not enough. But well, how uh, many this... how many cars are in Wild Wheels? Because I I don't think the heroines are equivalent to the city; they're equivalent to the cars. So I think that's a matter had... of perspective, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, from what we could tell, there was one car that you could sort of loosely customize, but it was not a deep, 
customization option. So still okay. one car. Basically, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm 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 gonna concede to Mallory on this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Yeah, I, I'm gonna place it above Wild Wheels as well, which means now uh, for its final place. Of the oh well, I, I conceded to the position I was argue, already arguing. <laughs> I'm getting confused here. <laughs> uh, so that means that we are now comparing this game to Scapon, which is itself another uh, erotic adventure game. Oh. Uh, this one was published in 1988. Uh, for the PC, and it does. You know what computer graphics looked like in 1988, so. Well, what what's going on with Scapon? Like, what what so weird the, fetishes does it cater to? So the story of Scapon is that there is a genius scientist who lives on the island of Aero Manga. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm on board. And he builds robots, and now you play as a scientist and uh, his sexy young assistant who's coming to this island to search for her long-lost father. And uh, you explore this world of sexy women and robots and look at some boobs and uh, look at some weird mushrooms with dick tentacles. And uh, okay. there's some there's some depictions of sex. It's all very 1980s anime style. Um, 80s anime style is good stuff. Def- yeah, definitely I mean, better Chiramata than 90s looks, anime style. Yeah, mm-hmm. which Cherry Moderate looks to be. Uh... And yeah, that's that's the basis of it. The scientist the, that I mentioned is he has converted his body into that of a cyborg, but he's just a giant metal cube full of pipes and wires with his head resting on top. Huh? Do do you have sex with him in this state? I couldn't determine that. I hope so, but there's a chance. <laughs> it's it's not impossible. I will say that the uh, the game did seem to primarily cater to the straight male gaze. However, I can't guarantee that it, that was a unilateral decision. It was the 80s. And, yeah. And also, I'm fairly certain that probably also is the case in Cherry Moderate, let's be real. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Sure, oh sure, sure, absolutely. No, 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 I, I wouldn't say that as a point against it over Cherry Moderate. I'm just saying I don't think you get to have sex with the robot box. Dang. Well, oh, man. Okay, Mallory, I think it's your turn to go first, so. Oh, man. Um, whew. I'm, I'm caught up on those mushrooms. That's kind of messed up. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm I'm trying to glean as much information as I can about Cherry Moderate right now. Right. Um, I'm I'm for whatever reason I'm leaning towards Cherry Moderate being better than that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm actually wait, leaning I... towards Scapon because Dick Mushrooms and the potential to fuck a box. Okay. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, but uh, how but... disappointed would you be if you could not fuck that box? That's true too. I, I I have to I have to flip a coin on this one. I just I, I have to I have to believe that there is some goodness in this world and that there is an H game out there that will let me have sex with a cube. <laughs> Alright, so that means it's time oh, to me to break the tie between these two erotic adventure games. And uh, I'm gonna say if the goal is to titillate, Cherry Moderate definitely has superior art to uh uh, scape on. However, one of the heroines, as was pointed out, is underage, and that disturbs me a bit. So I think just on that basis alone, uh, scape on, as far as I know, definitely doesn't have any statutory rape in it. That's so I think I gotta what, yeah. go with that. Yeah. All right. But then again, it does only say student heroine. She might be eighteen. Uh, you know what? Yeah, that's true. Uh, I have also clicked on the sexual content box. Uh, for the tags that show up, uh-huh. because we did not see all the tags. Oh, you're um, right. 
Uh, it does say group sex of one male and several females. Oh my! I don't. Okay. I don't know it where that says... lands this, but it does not say sex with one male and one box, or one female and one box. Yeah. <laughs> it says non-pa. What the fuck is non-pa? Well, let's I'm, click on it and find out. I'm scared out. to click, but I'm gonna do it. Let's see. Girl hunting in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> In Japanese culture, is a type of flirting and seduction popular among teenagers and people in their 20s and 30s. When Japanese women pursue men in a fashion similar to nanpa, it is called gyakunan, boyfriend hunting. Okay. Oh, right. hunting for a date is a strong theme in this game story. So it's, I guess you're just like, that, that just sounds like the Japanese equivalent of pickup artistry. I guess, yeah. Uh, Either yeah. that or they're just walking around dressed like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Go ahead, be very, very quiet. I'm on ladies. I'm... Which, and as amusing oh, as that, that visual is, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably the pickup artist thing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I've got to give it to Escape On. Yeah, let's let's go Escape On. Yeah, that is a bad erotic experience about consensual adults. This sounds like it might involve children in that. I don't like it. I don't like that at all. Yeah. I have a, I have a feeling that particular hang-up is going to come up a lot if you're going to keep discussing H games. Well, then a lot of them will get rated low. <laughs> Oh wait, I'm I'm putting this backwards. Uh, uh, it goes there you go. Yep. Insert. Love yep. Cherry moderate. All right, one game down, four to go. Uh, <coughs> our next one is Mac Ninja, and I've seen it. This list has it both as one word and as two. Uh, so all right, let's see, because I could not find anything with two words. Let's see. I've I got either. the Adventures of Doctor Mick Ninja as a. Webcomic. Uh, oh, you know what? Uh, I found it on the Giant Bomb Wiki. Hang yeah, on, the Giant Bomb Wiki. Mac Ninja okay. is a 1989 shareware game written and drawn in fourth by Ron Miner, the developer of Shuttle 88, which I've also never heard that of. doesn't help me, yeah. Yeah. It looks like it's it's a 2D fighter, kind of. Yeah. Let's but it's see. a really old shareware 1989 game. Yeah, Mac Ninja is not strictly health bar based. As the karate student, players have access to six moves with which to defeat the ninja. Players can move the student along the horizontal plane and duck to avoid attacks. All the movement and attack controls can be mapped to different keys, as the player can simply click. So yeah, it seems like a very simplistic uh, sort of fighting game. Yeah. Okay. The ninja not only has access to the same moves as the player, but can also throw ninja stars. Okay. Really, really, uh... Mm. Put a wall up there. I don't know about a, a fighting game where my enemy has projectiles and I don't. Yeah. Well, I do really love, because as you said, this is a shareware game, and the idea of shareware kind of doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but then we've got, let's see, uh, some versions of the game suggest users consider it a 30-day trial, and if they enjoy the game, they should send $10 in an envelope to the developer's address in Las Vegas. Oh, I, I love, love the idea of... Like, not PayPaling, like, because I just said it didn't exist yet. Just put $10 in an envelope and mail it to Las Vegas. <laughs> that, yeah, that's totally safe. Not only okay, that, awesome. but you also have to list your name and address, and it is there. Please send me $10 in the mail. Yeah. And also, don't steal my information. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. It says, uh, the a world single, is a different place. A single ninja star or strike from the ninja is enough to KO the player and end the round. Holy Seriously? shit. Dang. Yeah. The ninja can also be defeated with a single attack, but due to accidental or intended design, sometimes more are necessary. Oh, so, so it's a okay. fighting game in slow motion where your enemy has a projectile and you don't, and there are one-hit KOs. Yeah, but it, it sounds like it's meant to, like, you just play 
It says the rounds are meant to go very quickly. Yeah, it says it's like 60 yeah. seconds. Yeah, so. so you're supposed to just sort of bang out rounds really quick. Um, I don't know, that's sort of interesting. And this is definitely early on in the uh, development of the fighting game. Does it say you can dodge the Ninja Stars? Uh, I think you can jump and duck, so... You can definitely duck, at least. Alright. I mean, you would just lose if you throw a Ninja Star. Yeah, otherwise, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Mike, let's find out what game you're comparing this to first. Uh, need to hit the old random number generator. How do you think this uh, matches up against Leisure Suit Larry, Magna Cum Loud? Um, I would rank it higher than Leisure Suit Larry, Magna Cum Loud. Okay. I uh, and why is would, that? I would rather pound nails into my dick than play a Leisure Suit Larry game. All right, that's fair. <laughs> that's yes. very, very solid reasoning that I'm not going to argue against. Yeah, so Mallory, you're voting the same way? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to, too. Uh, so that's... Yeah, Leisure Suit Larry just keeps getting pushed down that list. It was fairly high when it first came in, but it's fallen quick. So let's see here. That's 13 games. So we want number 7. Mallory, how do you think it compares to International Superstar Soccer Deluxe? This was a Konami-published soccer game on the Super Nintendo. Uh, it had a pretty big following in uh, certain South American countries. They hacked the ROM on the cartridge uh-huh. to uh, put in their own local teams. That's kind of amazing. Oh, that's neat. That's yeah. great. Yeah, uh, I have told that fact to everyone I've had on here because it's cool and everyone agrees it's cool. It is cool. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm going to say that doesn't tell us how good that game was. It just says it was a ROM hackable. Uh, well, I, I think it's cool indicative in of it. its quality that it inspired that ROM hack. That's true. That's true. What does the fact that the title has the word deluxe in it tell you about its quality, uh, though? Oh, so, see, this is a sort of an expansion to it is the super street fighter to international superstar stalkers soccer's street fighter this was like the secondary version they released this had a co-op mode that the original didn't oh it had a uh, more advanced ai all that kind of stuff oh all right sure Co- co-op yeah. sports games in the you said this was an snes game yeah like that that wasn't super common back then like no yeah. that that's that's pretty great actually yeah, uh, it doesn't I'm, look like you can get a buddy to help you with this ninja thing, though. No, no, I don't think you can. Uh, I'm, I'm going with soccer. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I think I'm leaning towards soccer right now. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, people that I have that have played that game have come back and said, "No, that's a good game. It should be high up on the list." Like, yeah, it is. yeah. Proof that the algorithm works. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. So one, two. Let me flip a coin here. We got. Heads, so we want to compare this to Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people. Uh, this is the Telltale Adventure game based on the Homestar Runner uh, web cartoon series. This uh, is going to get weird uh-huh. because this is going to run completely counter to what I presume is the purpose of this podcast. Okay. I have actually played Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people. No, that's fine. We can't stop you if you have. Played. And I enjoy it quite a lot. Okay, it's great. a really good game. It does, it does run into the problems that like it, it was a pre The Walking Dead Telltale right. point and click mm-hmm. adventure game, and mm-hmm. so it runs into the problems that those have. But it's Homestar Runner, you yeah. know, doing the writing, so it's 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 a lot of fun. Okay, uh, so how do you think it compares to Mac Ninja? I'd put it above Mac Ninja. Okay, okay, yeah. Mallory. Uh, so I have a quick question about uh, Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming no combat, right? Because it's a, no, it's a Telltale uh, adventure game. There might be some mini-game that's roughly combat-based, but Homestar in general is not you, a, a violent series. I don't want to spoil anything, mm-hmm. but at the very end, you fight Trogdor. Oh, I was going to say, because the one, the one uh, strong bad thing I'm very familiar with is Trogdor, and yeah. I think there yeah. was a Flash game on the actual Homestar website. Yeah, they, they created an adventure game based on Trogdor, one that we will be ranking at some point. At some point nice. it has to be ranked, yes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I am looking, because you can do all kinds of stuff in this uh, Mac Ninja game. It's got low kicks, uh-huh. it's got chops, it's got low punches, mm-hmm. and that's that's all really appealing to me. I don't know uh, how many cool moves Strongbat actually does in his cool game for attractive people. Right. But he, karate uh... is cool and attractive. He yeah. digs. Uh, he can dig holes. Okay. <laughs> okay. He, uh, he can answer emails. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, he wins. Uh, he wins a race at some point. Okay. And he plays video games. Okay. Which video games? Um, Videlectrix games. The Videlectrix uh, uh, being the fake the mentioned. fake game company within yeah. the Homestar Runner world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. You know, I am leaning towards karate, though. I know a lot of us are big fans of Strong Bad, but he yeah. he doesn't do karate, as far as I know. No, he doesn't. That's true. All right, so that's one vote for Mac Ninja, one vote for Strong Bad. Um, this is a difficult one, because I don't want to let my uh, nostalgia and love for Homestar Runner bias me in favor of Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people. Um, looking at Mac Ninja, it does seem like an interesting early entry into the fighting game... Uh, genre. I'm wondering when did the first Street Fighter come out? Let's find out. Because uh, if this came out before that, I'm definitely. This is, definitely... That. This, see, is this is 89. I'm pretty sure Street Fighter was at least the 90s. Uh, Street I Fighter so. One came out in 1987. So this wow. actually. Whoa. Yeah. And listen, I understand that Street Fighter was on a an arcade machine, and it was like programmed by a corporation, not one dude in his you know office. Well, also, Street Fighter 1 wasn't really a fighting game as we know it now. It was a beat-em-up. Uh, oh, was it? Sort of. Uh, no, it, it was a fighting game. Um, but uh, just looking at it, uh, yeah, I mean, Street Fighter is much... I, I, if I were ranking Street Fighter versus Mech Ninja, I'd rank Street Fighter higher. And, uh, yeah, it, hmm. but how does that compare to an adventure? Yeah, but how's that strong, bad? Yeah. Um... I think that all if all it had going for it was uh, fighting mechanics that were already being outperformed and nothing else, then a game that has like clever writing and adventure game gameplay and lasts longer than 60 seconds uh, is going to beat it out for me. So I, I'm going to have to vote for Strong Bad. Yeah, you know, I'll concede the point, but I, I think it's uh, hard for you to rank this against Street Fighter when Street Fighter hasn't even been ranked yet, is all I'm saying. Oh! Uh, listen, I'm not necessarily ranking it against Street Fighter yet. I'm just saying it wasn't do. If this was doing new, interesting things, like if it, if it was inventing some of these concepts, I would be way more in this game's corner. Sure, sure. But it wasn't trailblazing. It was falling behind at the time. Uh, you know, I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Now we have to compare this game to Thing Bounces Back, which is an obscure 2D platformer, uh, the sequel to Thing on a Spring. Uh, 
so which I think was slightly less obscure. I think I've heard that name at least. Prior okay, to... I I need to look this up because I, I have. Say, no I don't way. think I've heard. I've I've heard like the words thing on a spring probably yeah. together, but not in this context. The Google so, autocomplete was Thing bounces back music. So I guess the soundtrack to this is considered good. For for a old eight bit beat boopy soundtrack is pretty all right. Thing um, on a spring. It is a coil. The uh, thing bounces back is also known as coil cop. Uh, that is a, another name it was released under. Um, I love that. Yeah. So that is a. Uh, it, this character is a coil with a frog's head with a clown nose on the top and like basketball shoes on the bottom. And he jumps around. You have uh, slopes and a lot of scrolling around. Um, if you played Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the chemical plant zone where you jump in pipes and it, like, shoots you all around the level, uh-huh. that is, like, one of the core mechanics of Thing Bounces Back. Ooh. Yeah. I am all about anything having to do with Sonic 2. Yeah. My- they were yeah. boasting that they did the same effect, uh, years before Sonic 2, when we were looking at it, when we initially ranked it. I would probably so, boast about that. Yeah. Mallory, yeah. I think you were going first on this one, so how are you ranking Thing Bounces Back versus Mac Ninja? Um... Initially, I'm looking at Thing Bounces Back. This looks this looks probably like a lot more fun than Mech Ninja. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't look like I'm going to get hit by any Ninja Stars and knocked out immediately because of it. So I'm. Well, I'm, oh, actually, I will say we did find out there are question marks you run over, okay. and they either give you bonus points or they drop a weight on you that hurts you and can kill you. Oh, oh, well, oh! In that case, uh, mm. you know, if I think, man, that's rough. Yeah. Because, I mean, at least with a throwing star, you know that's going to be bad. Right. Like, no matter what. You don't have this yeah. RNG nonsense. Uh, so, I'm I'm prepared to say <clears throat> Advantage McNinja. Okay. I'm, I'm going with McNinja as well. Okay. I actually would still vote for Thing Bounces Back just because it looks a little more fully featured, but that is the minority opinion this time. Uh, it is going below that, which means we have one last game to compare McNinja to, and that is Koi Koi Shimasho 2 Super Real Hanafuda, which we talked uh, about a little wrong already. Way. Wrong way. Uh, Mech Ninja. Oh, you're right. I'm yep. sorry. Yes. Go- counting is hard, and figuring out, <laughs> differentiating up from down is hard. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No, we are comparing it to Yokoyama Mitsutero Sangokushi, a game which I'm getting much better at pronouncing. Uh, yeah, I was going to so say, you're this killing is, it. What yeah. the hell is it? So what this is, it is a Super Famicom strategy tactics game. Um based on an anime, based on a manga, based on the romance of the Three Kingdoms. This is not, to be clear, this is not part of the romance of the Three Kingdoms series of games. Nothing to do with those. Other than it seems like they ripped off some of the gameplay ideas. Sengoku should have clued me into that, because there's all kinds of stuff with Sengoku in it that has to do with that business. So yeah, Sengokushi is means romance of the Three Kingdoms. Yokoyama Mitsutero is the guy who wrote the manga that it's derived from. Okay, sure. Yeah. So it's a strategy game? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, turn-based, or...? Uh, as far as we could tell, turn-based, yeah. Alright, alright. Looks, Uh, yeah. Like, something like, I don't know, Tactics Ogre or Fire Emblem, along those lines. Hmm. Is this is Mike? Are you are you on this one? Is this me now? Uh, this would be on Mike first. Yeah. Oh. Um. Well, shit. I'm kind of. Hang on. Let me. 
let me look this thing up. Yokoyama okay. Mitsuteru. Uh huh. You're not gonna find much. I'll tell you that much. I basically told you everything I know about it. Okay. <laughs> um. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Yokoyama Mitsuteru just because. We speculated that there was a way to dodge the ninja star in Mac Ninja, but I haven't been able to find any confirmation of that. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go enough. with Yokoyama Mitsutera Sengukoshi. Okay. You know, I can't argue uh, with that. We, we've made a lot of assumptions about Mac Ninja already. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you just on the basis that Yokoyama seems like a much fully, much more fully featured game. Yeah. Um, I, I think that uh, Mac Ninja deserved to be on the upper half of this list on the basis that it's it's well done, but it's simple, and there's not much to it. Right. So, yeah, we're going to put it uh, just above Thing Bounces Back here. So let's see here. Mac Ninja, spot number 12. Now we've got... The next game on this list is Starship Chameleon, a game whose name I'm in love with, but I know nothing about. That is a fantastic uh, title right there. Yeah, yeah, excellent name. So, let's see here. My first, uh... Oh, here we go. Yeah, I found it. Uh, you are the Starship Chameleon. Commissioned to... Already I'm in love. I'm the Starship <laughs> Chameleon? Awesome. Uh, commissioned to protect your planet by intercepting the falling bombs launched by the enemy Gabilators from above. Beware, this is a dangerous mission. There are five types of bombs. Super bombs can be identified by a hole in their center. Bombs are destroyed by running the starship into them. That seems like a bad method of bomb defusal. <laughs> no, yeah, that seems like the does. best method of bomb defusal. <laughs> However, this is only effective if the starship and the bomb are in the same state, i.e. matter or antimatter. Wow. So Wait, matter so this needs... is some Ikaruga shit, because everything's either <laughs> yellow or blue. Okay, well, let me link you to this page where we have some screenshots before you say this is Ikaruga I, I see well, these I mean, screenshots. No, I, I'm looking at a screenshot. This is a solid green background. Yep. Uh, with This looks like it probably ran on an Atari. Uh, uh, I think the other page Dragon I saw was Commodore. Dragon 64. Yep. I don't know what the Dragon 32 is. I don't either. I do want to say that the website I'm looking at this, uh, I'm looking at for this, it says there are multiple skill levels and level 9 is basically impossible. So the Dragon 32 was a British computer from the early 1980s. It looks like a typewriter. Oh, man. Uh, I do see <laughs> uh, on that page you linked us, for Dragon 32, it is a cassette tape to play this game on. That's pretty great. Yeah. That's amazing. Like it, yeah. And not even like an... Uh, not even a proprietary one. It like just looks like an audio cassette. It, it I, is I, just a cassette, yeah. You could put that in a yeah. tape player and listen to some like screeching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, It'd also, probably basically be the uh, signing and AOL noise. Also, I want to say that the box art for Starship Chameleon, top-notch. Oh, it is. It's it like is a excellent. Golden, it's a golden flying saucer shooting through space so fast that it's leaving after-images behind it. Yep, and, and the word chameleon that, is all rainbowy. I was yeah. going to say, it's the best. It's real good. <laughs> but the actual in-game graphics are pretty eye-searing. Yeah, but, they're... They're not I'm st- great. I'm sticking to uh, I'm sticking to my Ikaruga comparison because it does no, basically say that. What it is. Yeah. But here's the problem. Like I said, it's lime green in the back, and then there are yellow bombs. They're kind of hard to see. Are they? That's true. I don't know. I can see them being hard to see. Lime green is a hard color to look at for an extended period of time. That's, that's true. true. That yeah. that's that's what I'll say. I'll say the yellow is pretty easy to see, but you know maybe I just have. Mm. 
some high quality eyesight right now. What you got? You think you got better <laughs> eyes than me? I'm, you know, I, uh, I we're not ranking eyes saying. today. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, Mallory, how do you think this compares to Leisure Suit Larry Magnacum Loud? I'm already willing to say this is better than uh, Leisure Suit Larry. Uh, Alright. I, I love everything about this game right now. I'm, right. Yeah, I'm going to second that. Uh, I would rather stare at a lime green screen <laughs> until my eyes gave out than play a Leisure Suit Larry game. So, Alright, uh, I'm going to go with you on this. What about, okay, the next game to compare it to then is Busy Scissors. This is a game for the Nintendo DS and Nintendo Wii where you are a hairstylist and uh, you play basically hairstyle-themed minigames to cut and style your customer's hair. And, oh. Uh, oh, I love that. That yeah, sounds you're like fun. Rated, you're like rated based on how good of a haircut you give them, and like you become a like like you level up as a stylist. Wow! It's I'm... basically just a mini game collection themed around haircuts, but it's it's pretty well done for what it is. That sounds fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm into that. All right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Mike, how do you think that compares to Spaceship Chameleon, Starship I'm... Chameleon? I have to go with Busy Scissors. Okay, uh, Mallory. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say Busy Scissors as well. You sold me on that. Yeah, it's it's funny because it looks like a shovelware game, but every person that we have on here is like, "Well, that just sounds like a pleasant, wholesome, good time." <laughs> that sounds like everything I want to do with my spare time. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, like, let's face it: if we're rating games more or less just on brief descriptions of them, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? We're rating these <laughs> this games is objectively. Yeah, yeah, don't be ridiculous, Mike. <laughs> Okay, well, using our completely objective metric, yes, Busy Scissors is a fantastic game. All right. Uh, let me see. we got to do a coin flip. Right at two. So, oh, here we go. Uh, uh, Mike, how do you think this compares to Mac Ninja? Oh. Yeah. Mm. See, it gets tricky. <laughs> okay, well, I, I don't think either of them is necessarily better as a game okay. compared to the other. But one of them is black and white, and the mm. other is lime green. Yeah. I'm going with Mac Ninja. Okay. Oh, see, um, with that logic, I was just going to say Starship Chameleon's just got style. Yeah. It's 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 got something going for it that isn't just black and white. Look at yeah, those blue so bombs. <laughs> Look at those blue bombs. I'm, I'm Starship <laughs> Chameleon. All right. Look at those blue bombs! <laughs> I, I, I like that. I just... I want to make that my ringtone. Just look at those blue bombs. Look at them. They're yeah, adorable. Uh, you know, you're turning me around. I'm changing my vote. I'm going. I'm going with uh, Starship Chameleon. Because look at those blue bombs. All right, I'm with oh. you on this. I'm. I'm also voting Starship Chameleon. Uh, which means now, let's see. We have three games to compare it to. Uh, Mallory, how do you think it compares to Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people? Um. I, th I remember that one of Strongbad's uh, uh, powers, as it were, was to dig holes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering how how big a hole can these bombs make? Is this better than Strongbad's ability to oh, dig holes? That's a you know, strong question. Yeah, I, and I feel like I need to know that. Well, yeah. uh, Strongbad can dig his holes with the power of musical Rocky style montage. Oh, man. Oh, and I will say that this game, the ground in this game is represented as a straight blue line. It is. I that. am skeptical of its ability to model holes in this line. Yeah, that's very true. And at the same <laughs> time, I believe what I read was you're supposed to uh, make sure uh, that your planet does not get any holes in it. 
Yeah. So they're trying to avoid holes. Yeah. Advantage strong bat for being able to break those rules. All right. Great. Great. Uh, Mike, how about you? I'm going with strong bat as well. All right. Well, that means it wins. Uh, yeah, I'll go with you on it. We'll go ahead and make that unanimous. Uh, in which case, the last game to compare this to is IL Dash Two Sturmovic. You're going the wrong way again. Going the wrong way again. We need to I'm compare sorry. it to our <laughs> Romance of the Three Kingdoms strategy I'm game. Sorry. Yeah. It's, it's okay. It's okay. We'll Life get through this hard. together. <laughs> it's it's a good thing we can see the Google Doc too. Otherwise, yeah. this would be a complete shit show. Yeah. Anyway, this three way yeah, verification. So we're all good. <laughs> Uh, we are comparing it to Yokoyama Mitsutera Sangokushi. Uh, Mallory, oh wait, you went first last time. Mike, what do you think? Oh, man. I'm going to go with Starship Chameleon by virtue of having the better name. Okay. Yeah, yeah, 100% same. Yeah, I uh, I can't disagree. Starship Chameleon is a radical name. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. It's got a rainbow name on the cover. It's I got blue want bombs. Them to, I want like a reboot of Starship Chameleon. Yeah, I'd be into that. I'd buy that. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Let, let's kickstart right. it. Let's just kickstart it right now. <laughs> right cool. now. Yes. <laughs> I'm a developer, uh, as of yeah. today, with no experience, and I would like yeah. your money to help reboot Hi, Starship I'm, Chameleon. Yeah. Hi, I'm Bob Video Games, and I want to make <laughs> Starship Chameleon. <laughs> all right. <coughs> yeah. Oh, you're all right? Oh, all right. I'm alive. All right. Um... The uh, next game on the list is City Racer. This is for the Nintendo DS. I think did we wait, find we the game no, for the GameCube? I think we found the GameCube version. Yeah. Uh, I did find it for DS. Did you? Let yeah. me let me see what you have. Uh, well, so far all I have is a game facts page with no screenshots, but it's something. Oh. Yeah, I mean that's more than. I, I have YouTube videos of it for the GameCube. Well, we didn't get the GameCube version. We, we got the. Oh no! This is the same game. It says also on PC, GameCube, PS2. So that's fair. We can oh, use okay, the yeah, let's, let's use the GameCube one. That has way yeah. more information. Yeah, yeah. That, that is objectively the best game system ever made, so we're going to go with that one. Well, we haven't ranked the game <laughs> systems. That'll come after we rank all video games. Oh, man. It'll be trivial to see, because we can see how... We can aggregate, you know, how many GameCube games ranked. Yeah, I, th- I think it's real easy to figure that one out. Yeah. So, yeah, let's, uh, so let's talk about it. You guys sound like you've looked into it a little bit. You want to tell me? Uh, it appears that the City Racer... Uh-huh. Uh, for GameCube, does have a version of the new VW Bug. Okay, which that I'm means into. it's a successor to Beetle Adventure Racing, one of my favorite racing games ever. I wonder if it holds up. I do wonder if you. Oh can, man, yeah. I can't. I, I'll eventually have to rank it and find out that it super doesn't. But <laughs> for now, I can just hold on to my memories. You just hold on to I, hope there. I will yeah. say for uh, City Racer. The Metacritic score, which, you know, again, we're dealing with objectivity here. Oh, sure, but we do look at Metacritic. Is 58. Yeah, not great. Not high. Now, Uh, again, that is based on four critics. Okay, do Um, we have any, like, reviews from uh, those critics? Yes, okay. Um, Let's start with the one positive review. Okay. Though it lacks certain technical aspects that hardcore driving gamers may have come to expect... That's a good start. Uh-huh. <laughs> City Racer <laughs> offers players from all walks of, of gaming genre, all walks of gaming genre, a very inviting as well as forgiving chance to join in the video driving scene, a claim of which few racers out there can boast. So, so they're saying that what it lacks in proficiency, it uh, makes up for in accessibility. 
Yeah, yeah I, I think that's what they're trying to say. Yeah. Now let's uh, let's look at the bad reviews. Uh, a decent effort that can still be improved both in terms of car and course lineups and the control scheme. However, I like that the game keeps you honest with a health meter for your car, so you can't go apeshit on everything. All right. What? Uh, let's keeps see. The you second honest with a health meter. Was there anything yeah, to no. go apeshit on? Did you see anything? <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess running into walls. Um, let's see. Uh, the next bad review: a mix of racing genres that add up to less than the sum of their parts. And the last one here just says, this should have been fine-tuned more before shipped. And that's the bottom line. Because uh, Stone Cold po- said so? Yeah. I wasn't going to say it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to point out that the user reviews are both 10 out of 10. That's uh, true. Franklin, Franklin M <laughs> says, excellent game, the best. He's into Th- it. If this person were on this podcast right now, he would rank it number one. You, you, you know what? He would. I'm willing to say he would. He used multiple expana- exclamation points, though, and I don't trust people to do that. Awesome game, has great graphics, awesome frame rates per second. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect replay value. Why didn't Ubisoft, spelled capital U, capital B, capital I, space, capital S, soft, okay. advertise this one? And Here's also, I just thing. want to point out that the second user review is from Kane Freak 2003 <laughs> Chokeslam. <laughs> 2003 was a different time. Kane didn't have a mask. It was it was it was chaos out there. Okay. So I will not criticize this person for spelling Ubisoft that way because here's the thing: Iron Helm was an Ubisoft published game, and that is exactly how it's spelled there. Oh man! Oof. They have the okay. they have they have Ubi and big red block letters, and then soft written in cursive over top of it. Okay, so Mallory, you're you're kind of a wrestling expert. Yeah, um, I would say that. Yeah. How much? How much? How much uh, credence would you give to the opinion of someone named Kane Freak 2003 Chokeslam? Uh, you know, I would say, considering this was written in 2004, uh, that's a, that's, <laughs> that is over 10 years ago. I am willing to lend them a way more credence than, say, a Kane Freak 2015 Chokeslam. I see. Do, do you think that the quality of Chokeslams have gone down? Oh, absolutely. Years? Oh, okay, okay. Well, but here's the thing. Uh, we can certainly take their opinions under advisement, but neither Franklin M. nor Kane Freak t- 2003 Chokeslam are here right now. Yeah. So, uh, Only Mike, how do you feel this game compares to, uh, I should have picked a number before saying this, to Thing Bounces Back? Oh. Mm. So you have a mediocre platformer versus a mediocre racing game. <laughs> okay. While I... Well, I still think the question mark thing you mentioned in Thing Bounces Back is kind of bullshit. Uh-huh. Something I think is even more bullshit is a health meter in a racing game. Yeah, but what about Burnout? What about Burnout? That lets you, like, crash and do cool stuff with that. Yeah, but you're supposed to, like, crash and stuff in that game. Does it have a health meter? I mean, it's a hidden health meter. But that's how it's calculating whether or not you've, you know, destroyed your car. I mean, so no, it doesn't have a health meter. Wow, okay, fine. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just asking for the UI right now. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, yeah. UI-wise, no. Because mm. everything has a health meter in, in some way or form. It's, oh man, this... Mm. It's, it's a tough call. Okay. And, oh fuck. Here, you know what, let me, let me put it to you this way. When sure. you say... When you say uh, mediocre racer versus mediocre platformer, 
I'm going to take the mediocre racer like every day of the week. Okay. So you have a vote for city racer. Yeah. Mike, how do you feel? Oh man. Now you're like favorite games of all time are mediocre platformers. So <laughs> I feel like you're probably leaning that way. Yeah. But usually the mediocre platformers that I love are buoyed by things like pumpkin hill rap, you know, uh-huh. things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot. I'm, mm, mm, man, what, 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 you go first, Luke, just this once, all you right, go first, because right, yeah, I, I, I got, go I am so torn on this, and honestly, if you, if you end up agreeing with Mallory, then it doesn't matter what my vote is. That's true. Um, so what I'm going to say is, uh, that City Racer looks derivative. It looks like it's not bringing anything new to the table. Thing Bounces Back does not look great to me, but it looks like it was trying to improve and try and advance the medium a bit uh, in a way that I can't say City Racer uh, can claim. So I think I'm actually voting for Thing Bounces Back here, which means, Mike, you're the tiebreaker. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> um, I ruined it. All right. I'm going to say... Oh, fuck. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. All right. So, City Racer for the GameCube uh-huh. has the official Nintendo seal of approval. That, okay. Mm. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. I'm going with Thing Bounces Back. <laughs> <laughs> it means that little now, huh? Yeah, it doesn't mean much. Yeah. Uh, all right, okay. then. Thing yeah. Bounces Back takes it. So, that means we are now comparing City Racer to... Uh, oh, right, that was only the first comparison we've done for City Racer. We have a lot of comparing to do left with it. We do. So, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, so the 7th or 8th, let's see, 8th one down, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, Deka Yonku Tough the Truck. Oh, okay. man. So, that sounds like a great title, right? Yep. So, here's the thing, though, it is a mediocre not even mediocre it's a bad racing game for the sega saturn it's like an off-road racer um you're mainly racing like uh heavy duty pickup trucks uh some jeeps are in there and uh it runs at about eight frames a second well i mean i I think the comparison is mediocre racing game versus bad racing game i feel like the call is obvious yeah i i'm inclined to agree with you yeah no i i think i'm thinking the same thing right now all right, so by unanimous vote, it uh, beats Dekayanku Tough the Truck, but not in name. Oh, oh, Dekayanku Tough the Truck. Why you gotta waste that name? <laughs> I bet you could. I bet you could publish a One, just Tough two. the Truck. I bet you could drop yeah. the Dekayanku and be okay. Somebody should bring it yeah, back. They should. Uh, so the next game to compare to is My Frogger Toy Trials. So if you remember during sort of the uh, like late 90s, early 2000s, uh, Konami was trying really hard to find a way to uh, expand the Frogger brand beyond the original arcade game. And they released a lot of, like, Game Boy Advance games. and uh, There was that one where he was wearing a vest and, like, the soundtrack had rap on it. Right, right. Yeah, there's a lot of weird Frogger games out there. So this one is for the Nintendo DS. It's a very kid-friendly, top-down... 
calling it a puzzle game is giving it more credit than it's due. So it's it's kind of along the same lines of what Frogger's basically been since the PS1 days. Yeah, yeah. Um, the level that we found online, you're dodging, uh, like, sentient tennis shoes that are just running around in circles. Uh, and you're working your way through a maze to hit a bunch of switches. Huh. Um, it, it looked like a, like a very, uh, poorly conceived mashup of, like, a Zelda game and Frogger. Um, Why is it called My Frogger? So it seems like it's aimed at children, and I think that was just part of the, you know, that, that kind of thing. It's My Frogger! Yeah, I bet it was one of those, uh... We need to appeal to the millennials. They like individuality. <laughs> so it's got very uh, cutesy graphics. One of the core reasons that it's as high on the list as it is, is it features a very cute panda bear that wears sunglasses. Oh, I just pulled that up and it's adorable. Right? It's great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So this game at least has some personality compared yeah. to whatever the other game we're talking about city racer, city racer yeah which... a game with so little personality you couldn't remember its name <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah yeah uh man i'm kind of into this my frogger toy trials game <laughs> yeah me too now. i'm, I'm kind of into this it looks like it has I, a pac-man yeah. level oh does it i did not see the pac-man level uh yeah. i'm just guessing based on the uh layout of this room i see in the game it's it's pac-man-esque Okay, so uh, that's two votes for my Frogger. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I'll go with you on that. I'll go ahead and make this a, a three-way vote. Um, that means the next game to compare this to is Warlords, the 1990 computer strategy game. Uh, it spawned a couple sequels. It eventually led to Puzzle Quest: Challenge of the Warlords, which is basically the backbone of every mobile game ever made uh, after it came out. Uh, so Mike, how do you, how are you feeling about Warlords? Okay, so you said that Warlords got a bunch of sequels? Uh, it got a couple, yeah, I think it got two or three. Okay, and City Racer was forgotten by time immediately? <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Warlords. But here's the thing, Iron Lord, our number one game of all time, was also forgotten, uh, immediately. <laughs> yeah. So I, you can't just go on that. Yeah, uh, but, mm. Man. You know, I'm, I'm looking up Warlord right now. Warlords, excuse me, 1990. Yeah. I typed that in the search bar. Uh, yeah. And it does have this screenshot where it says that there are giant warriors in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. It says, let me see, uh, heroes emerging in uh, Seland, I think is that is okay. what that says. Uh, it looks like it has a lot going on. Uh, yeah, so uh, the, I'm the... seeing a caption that says a ghost offers to join bestoldgames.net. Holy shit. Alright. Um, uh, the the clan name that really drew my attention in Warlords was the Horse Lords. Yeah. I think that's a pretty great name. Now, it sounds to me like this is a strategy game in which you can recruit a ghost. Yeah, that sounds alright. That's pretty good. Yeah. That, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with my initial hunch. I'm going with Warlords. Okay. Yeah. Mallory? Yeah, you yeah. know, if you, can, if you can really recruit that ghost, I gotta go with Warlords. Okay, that means we have one final comparison. Oh here. wait, you know uh, what? You know what? Hold on. Is there what? is there a time trial ghost in City Racer? That might oh. that might be enough to sell me on it. Mm, I don't know. Oh, I can't I, gotta, I can't I answer know. that question. I gotta know. Hang oh on. boy, Hang on. we better find out. Let me see if I find it. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, Google search City Racer GameCube Time Trials brings up nothing. <clears throat> yeah, but does that surprise you? Uh, the Wikipedia page says Time Attack, but it does not mention a ghost. Uh, so, you know what, I am still going to go with Warlords. Okay, yeah, yeah. Alright, uh, I'm also going to vote for Warlords. So Yeah, we, we, have, are, we uh, are pro-ghost. Yep. <laughs> Very pro-ghost podcast. The, yeah, uh, at least for this episode. Who knows what next one will bring. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, so the last game we have to compare it to is Gods and Heroes Rome Rising, the uh, MMORPG we discussed uh, mm-hmm. in the beginning of this episode. Uh, Mallory, how you how are you leaning? Um, man, this is tough because, uh, again, I I'm into the whole you know Greek and Roman uh, right. aesthetic, as it were. Um, I wonder, do, did we have screenshots of? Uh, oh yeah, Gods we have video Heroes? of it even. Oh, video of it even. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, at the same time, I'm looking at City Racer. I'm looking at the back of it. Uh, the back cover, uh, it does say it will give you power, prestige, and you'll be able to live the life in the ultimate ride. Oh, and dang. I don't, I don't know uh, what gods and heroes can promise me. That's better. Yeah, than Yeah, I, I did just link you uh, a some like centurions oh, okay, fighting let's... a snake woman. Oh man, yeah, apparently that's pretty good. Uh, one of the soldiers you can get was a centaur. At least looking at the screen caps. Oh wow! And uh, in much the same way, I am pro ghost. I am 100% pro centaur. Uh, I'm pro centaur, but I'm also not pro whatever is happening with this lady's armor on the right side. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I'm very much not into that. Yeah, Um, I I did not realize that was a lady at first, but now I think you're right. Well, it looks like that's a brass. I see the. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and um, fighting a Medusa. I don't know if that's the you know that's the kind of armor you want to run in on that. Um, but, um, again, I think, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say City Racer for, for my vote. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mike? Um, I think this is gonna come down to loot, because I'm going with Gods and Heroes. Hmm. Mm. Okay, uh, I think I've got to resort to, uh, something that's come up as a, both a negative and positive point for Gods and Heroes, but you can't play it, so I think, uh, City Racer's gonna have to take the day on this one. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So that means it goes directly below Gods and Heroes and above Dekayanku. Let's see. Insert one below. City Racer. All right. We have one last game for this episode. And this is our Wait, user. Wait, hold on, hold our, on. Did, what? Were you, were you saying that you think City Racer is better than Gods and Heroes or the other way around? Uh Oh, I was saying the other way around. Yeah, I'm, I think thank you put it in the wrong spot. I'm yeah. really just, I'm sorry. You all right? I think you've recorded too many of these in like 20 minutes. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's not what I wanted. No, that's that's Let's not the see. right thing. Okay, hold on. What it's just gods? City Racer. Just type it. You'll be good. Wait, no. Oh, nope. boy. Oh, you... I'm having a real <laughs> time. I wish the listener could time. see the, uh, the fucking yeah. madness that's happening on this Google document. <laughs> Google doc just got insane. <laughs> okay. It's all right now, though. We're good. Better. Everything's yeah. all together. Okay. Yep. Anyway, All right. <laughs> last game on the list today. It's a listener submission called Mario is Missing. Mario I mean, is uh, Missing. Now, uh, uniquely, there's a high chance all three of us have played this one. Uh, I have not I have played not. Mario is Missing. Oh, okay. Uh, how about you, Mike? I have not. Really? I'm the only one who has? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So this was a game that came out on the PC and the Super Nintendo. 
It was not a Nintendo-published game. They licensed their uh, Mario property out to another company that made some edutainment uh, products. Um, we talked about this briefly uh, before we started recording. They also made Mario's Time Machine, Mario Teaches Typing, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, this Mario came was... out on PC? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for edutainment, I don't think that's pretty or, uh, out of the realm of possibility. Well, yeah, sure. but it's it's the Nintendo license that... Right. Yeah. Right. So, uh, this game is geography-focused. Uh, the idea is that uh, Mario has been kidnapped, and it is up to Luigi to save him. And he goes to Bowser's Castle. This all uses sprites from Super Mario World. And uh, you have pipes that lead you to different uh, real-world cities from which Bowser is stealing monuments. Oh, man. Uh, much like a G.I. Joe villain. And yeah. uh, you have to walk around the city, talk to uh, random passers-by, and also stomp on Koopas to get coins and uh, artifacts they've stolen. And once you know enough about the city, you can answer some trivia questions at an information booth, uh... And I don't really know what that unlocks. Like, it beats the level, but I don't know why. I don't know if you, like, get the artifact back or I something. I guess, yeah. Oh, no, that's what it was. So the Koopas have the items being stolen. So, like, say it's Washington, D.C., and the Constitution's been stolen. He's gone all national treasure. Right? <laughs> oh, no. Well, so actually, can... that's not... You know what? That's that's the Declaration of Independence. I don't think we should compare this to national treasure at all. Yeah. Whatever. I will. I will say one thing. Um, depending on how you feel about internet memes, may or may not be in this game's favor. Uh-huh. There, this does have the sprite of Luigi that became the Ouija meme yeah. because yeah. it's it's him with this dead-eyed stare off to the side. That's yeah, I, I did terrifying. link a screenshot, and I'm not. Yeah. This is a little scary. Yeah, see, so that's not normally what you see. You normally just see Luigi's sprite from Mario World. I guess you get Yoshi later in the game. I never got that far. Yeah. Um, I will say um, something that, like, I'm probably going to be kind of hard on this game right out of the bat uh-huh. because it is an edutainment geography game in which you are searching for people who have stolen famous landmarks, yeah. and it is not where in the world is Carmen San Diego. That's yeah, true. That's, that is fair. But, yeah, j- just, to, just to finish up my description of how the game works. So once you have the artifacts, you'll bring them to the information booth, and uh, the attendant will be like, well, how do I know this is real? I better test your knowledge of trivia about this city just to make sure you know your stuff. Huh. And uh, if you answer all her questions correctly, then she'll is take the artifacts. Is it always just Peach in the information booth? I yeah, seem to remember that. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's just Peach. Um, and then, yeah, you get the trivia answers by talking to townsfolk. You think she'd be it's, more trusting? You would think. Um, it's a... Not a very good game. It's, uh... A lot of just walking around and reading and, uh, like, trying to navigate a very hard and unintuitive map. And, uh, as a kid who really liked Luigi, I was like, oh man, they made a game about Luigi and I get to go save Mario! This is so cool! Uh, it was a very disappointing weekend when I rented it. Ouch. (laughs) So, uh... Let's see, we have 29 games rated, so that means we're looking at game number 15. Uh, Mike, how do you feel that stacks up against Koi Koi Shimasho 2 Super Real Hanafuda? I'm going to go with Koi Koi Shimasho 2 Super Real Hanafuda on this one. Okay. Um, Because 
I know a lot more about Mario is Missing than I do Koi Koi, etc., uh, despite having not played either game. Uh-huh. And what I do know about Mario is Missing is not good, so I'm okay. going with Koi Koi Shimasho, too. Okay. Uh, Mallory, how about you? Uh yeah, you know, I, th- I think I can go with that kind of logic. I think I'm into that argument. I, I think I'll vote for uh, Koi Koi as well. Okay, I actually would have given it to Mario is Missing, just on the basis that it's got a little more going on, and it is trying to teach children, so that's a noble endeavor, if, if nothing else. Well, Hanafuda will uh, quickly teach the kids that the house always wins. Yeah, I guess <laughs> you're right. Yeah, so... Still teaching the harsh realities <laughs> of the world. <laughs> Eight, wait, so, hold on, a 14, oh, so it'd be between the 7 and 8, okay, so, do, 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 get a 1, so that means 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, uh, Mallory, how do you think it compares to Gods and Heroes Rome Rising? Oh, God, oh, I can't stop talking about Gods and Heroes. God. So, th- this is what you see, is because of the nature of this, unless you have significant shifts in the list, you see the same games over and over, because it's at the 25% mark. Yeah, yeah, this, this is one of the, uh one of the spots. Okay, um so uh just man, this is tough because again, I know nothing about both of these games except for I know right. everything about both of these games uh right, because exactly. of that. Um but I am into this map that they have going on here uh in Mario is missing. This overworld map is really good stuff. Uh-huh. It, it's a uh, pretty lovingly rendered North America here, you can see uh, Eurasia, you get the top of uh, Africa there. Um, I'm willing to give the uh, map category over to Mario's Missing, and I'm going to go with Mario's Missing here. Okay, how about you, Mike? Um, okay. Basically, this is going to come down to studying Roman landmarks versus experiencing the actual history of Rome, complete with centaurs and medusas and whatnot. (laughs) The Mm. actual history. (laughs) <laughs> yes, the actual history of Rome as we all know it was. Right, so, right. because of because of true immersion in education, I'm going with Gods and Heroes Rome Rising. Okay. Um so on one hand, we have a poorly received, poorly performing MMORPG, a genre which already struggles to capture my interest or attention, uh versus a game which uh, was similarly a failure, but it was a failure to, again, educate the young people of our great nation, rather than, uh, try and bilk people out of subscription. So your argument is that it sucked, but it meant well? Uh, well, both of them suck, and one of them didn't mean well. And one of them did, so, yeah. (laughs) So, yes, exactly that. (laughs) I'm saying I I wouldn't give that, 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 that doesn't take it very far, but it takes it farther than Gods and Heroes for me. Yeah. Uh, Dang, I was yeah. I was really hoping I could keep working it down until it was Mario's Missing versus Scape On. So that I could say that, like... <laughs> so that I could say, if a game is going to make me wander around and talk to people, I at least want the chance to fuck a cube. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, no dice on this one. So, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. So, one... Two, three, flip a coin here. Mike, how do you feel that Mario is Missing compares to Elsa Dentist? Okay, what we have here are two shiny examples of taking something children love uh-huh. and making it completely horrifying. 
Well, okay. Yeah. And, um... Uh, oh, man. Okay, this is this is going to be weird, uh, uh-huh. but I'm, I'm actually coming off of yesterday. I went to my th- niece's third birthday party, um, and because she was a three-year-old girl, it was princess-themed, so there was frozen stuff all over the ding-dang place. Okay. And... For her sake, I'm going to say that Mario is missing is the better of the two. Okay. Because what Elsa Dentist does to Elsa is so very wrong. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, I was hoping that's what you were going to say. Yeah. uh, Mallory, are you also voting for Mario? I'm going to vote for Mario is missing here. Yeah, I'm going to say one of these games is trying to better children, and one of them is trying to give them a deep-seated complex that's going to (laughs) haunt them in their dreams and... Give them strange fears and aversions and anxieties yeah. that they never understand. As Basic, basically, if my if my niece wound up playing Elsa Dentist, I would be terrified. Right. Um, if she wanted to play Mario Is Missing, I would just be really confused about how she got her hands on an SNES. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or yeah. or an Apple II. All right. So that means uh, it's now time to compare Mario Is Missing to a classic standby of Let's Place. Arubaria no Atome, a Japanese-only visual novel released for the PlayStation and PC. Um, this game is part of a subgenre of visual novels called a raising simulator, which is all about uh, sort of teaching a, a young child, generally a girl, because of course, mm-hmm. uh, like different lessons, and that influences what kind of adult they grew into. And generally, I mean... They don't come out and say it, but the goal is to turn them into the kind of adult you'd want to have sex with. Oh, so, yikes. But, I mean, it's implicit. It's not, like, a objective... It's not out there. And we actually don't know that that's exactly what happens in this one. Because we have very little information to go by on it. That's why it's not I'm... at the bottom. <laughs> oh, man. Hold on. Is, is it Mallory's turn to go first or mine? Uh, if it's... you have something to say, I'll pass it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Basically, we're comparing some. We're comparing a game where you simulate educating a fake child, okay, versus something that could potentially educate a real child. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm gonna say Edge Mario is missing. Okay, so it really it's about what role do you want to be? Do you want to be the educator or the educated? Because these two games come at those two different angles. That's true, but I'm I am skeptical about what uh this this japanese name i can't pronounce yeah uh, the, the, the thing game. the thing with mario was missing is we know for a fact that at the end of the game there is zero chance the game asks you if you want to fuck luigi <laughs> <laughs> now now some people might ask themselves that at the end of the game of course but the game will not ask that question to them it leaves yeah. it to the viewer okay uh yeah right. yeah um yeah i i have to give the edge to mario's missing here Alright, that means that we have a finalized list of 30 games now. We have objectively and exhaustively ranked 30 video games. Wait, don't we have to compare it to Leisure Suit Larry? Yeah, we never compared it to Leisure Suit Larry. Did we not? Oh, you're right, we did not. This isn't going to be much of a vote, because it's better than Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah, I'm going to say it's better than Leisure Suit Larry. I don't think we even need to present arguments. So now, we have an objective (laughs) list of 30 video games. (laughs) Still waiting for Luke to actually move it? There we go. There we go. go. Okay. Don't underestimate me. (laughs) I would never. (laughs) 
So, reading from the bottom, this is our list to date. Number 30, worst video game ever, to our knowledge, Online Tennis Manager. Number 29, Desert Speed Trap starring Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote. Number 28, Wild Wheels. Number 27, Cherry Moderate. Number 26, Scapon. Number 25, Arnhem, The Market Garden Operation. Number 24, Dekayanku Tough the Truck. Number 23, Gods and Heroes Rome Rising. Number 22, City Racer. Number 21, Warlords 1990. Number 20, Elsa Dentist. Number 19, My Frogger Toy Trials. Number 18, Aruberia no Atome. Number 17, Leisure Suit Larry Magna Cum Loud. Number 16, Mario is Missing. Number 15, Koi Koi Shimasho 2 Super Real Hanafuda. Number 14, Thing Bounces Back. Number 13, Mac Ninja. Number, man, remember when we reviewed Mac Ninja? I do remember, so remember that. Yeah. That's such a long time yeah. ago. Number 12, Yokoyama Mitsuteru Sangokushi. Number 11, Starship Chameleon. Look at them blue bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10, Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People. Number 9, IL-2 Sturmovic. Number 8, Busy Scissors. Number 7, International Superstar Soccer Deluxe. Number 6, Bionic Commando 2009. Number 5, D-Force. Number 4, California Speed. Number 3, Need for Speed Underground. Number 2, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. And number 1, the greatest game of all time, the now three-time champion, Iron Lord. Wow. Yeah, such a good yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have a single game even break into the top five this time. Well, you know, yeah. we, well, we never got to the very roles, bottom so. either. Like, we, we got pretty we... low, but... Yeah, we got low. Yeah, we did put Cherry Moderate down there next to Wild Yeah, we yeah, got we, into the bottom. We, we, bottom. Never, we never had to compare anything to Online Tennis Manager, which... Yeah. That would be I, I wonder what game is finally going to cause that to happen. I don't know. Uh, Custer's Revenge is on the list of listener suggestions, and it's going to be hard to convince me to put anything below that piece of shit. <laughs> That's fair. Oof. So, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of uh, Let's Place. Uh, you should find it on iTunes and give it a good rating and review it. You should rank it amongst all of the podcasts. All of them. Uh, all of them. All of them. Uh, yeah. Mallory, do you have anything you want to tell people about? Uh, you know, I don't I don't have anything going on right now. I'm just, just doing school stuff, really. All right. That's fair. Mike, what do you want to tell the peoples about? Uh, I'm on a podcast that's called Teenagers with Attitude. Uh-huh. Um, I, I know Luke probably isn't familiar with it. No, never heard of it. But uh, we we review, you know, uh, Power Rangers episodes. We rewatch them and talk about them and bullshit. And, you know, and thankfully we've, we've managed to avoid, say, bringing in a sixth person who brings with him an obnoxious theory or anything. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. you know, but yeah, Teenagers with Attitude, it's a lot of fun. Okay, great. Uh, as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can follow my porn Tumblr at womenoffantasticalsizes.tumblr.com and follow my regular Tumblr at uh, gamesfromscratch.tumblr.com. You can also follow my joke Twitter, uh, erotica underscore txt, sorry, online erotica underscore txt, where you can find real quotes and snippets from real erotic stories from across the internet. To close this out, here's one now. It turns out that when a cat girl falls in love with you, you need a miracle for them to ever lose affection. They were the perfect lover. 
that's going to do it for this week on Let's Place. See you next time, everybody. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I told you not to, but you had to, and you did. Look at those blue bombs.